Today's podcast episode is a topic that has been on my list to record for a while now and I actually had a TikTok comment come through on this exact topic and I was like, you know what, Ellen, let's sit down today and record this. Let's talk about the process of writing a book. And I'm excited to talk about this because I know there's so many people like me that writing a book is one of those kind of like lifelong dreams, something that's always on the vision board. When I told lots of my friends, my business friends, my online friends that I was writing a book last year, uh, the response was, oh, I really want to do that one day. Like that is one of my dreams. And despite all of the changes in the world and the dominance of social media and the internet, there is something magical about a good old book still. I personally love it. And a big reason about why I wrote mine was because of how much I love reading. And especially when I was a new entrepreneur and I didn't have enough money to be hiring a coach or buying online courses. For me, going down to the local library and renting a book was really impactful. And I learned so much from reading. So that was why I decided to tick this off my life bucket list. And today I have around seven steps slash tips that I want to walk you through when it comes to potentially writing your own book. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine to five escapee turned six figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. So step number one is of an obvious one but we need to decide whether we're self-publishing or if you're going to go down the publishing house route and try sign a book deal that is number one when it comes to creating your book and the thing that you probably want to decide because if you're going to pitch to a publishing house what you're going to need to do is a little bit different to like just diving in and writing a book you're going to need to create like a manuscript and a proposal and there's a lot of different strategies when it comes to getting published by someone else versus for me, because I went down the self-publishing route, I kind of was able to just dive in and start straight away. I did hire a book coach, which I'll talk about in a second to help with my early stage planning, but the process is quite different. And the reason why I opted for self-publishing was number one, I didn't want to wait around for a publisher to choose me. I didn't want to have to send all of these book proposals and really spend all this time like hoping and dreaming and crossing my fingers to then probably get quite like a small amount of money out of it. With If you are looking to publish a book and you don't have a super large audience, you're not a celebrity, then the book advance that you're going to be getting paid isn't going to be a huge amount. And even now I'm like, I don't really look at writing a book as a very big money making opportunity. So for those of you that are listening to this podcast for that reason, like you just want to make some quick cash, writing a book is not the way to go. But if it's something that you're passionate about, that passion is going to drive you through. 
to finishing and, and publishing your book. And for me, I decided I just wanted to go all in on myself and take the plunge and self-publish. When I researched the pros and cons, I also really liked that if I self-published, I owned the rights to the book. It was my content. It wasn't owned by anyone else. When I looked into it, I also found that there were a lot of very successful, I mean, I just said it's not about making money when you're publishing a book, but there are some very successful self-published authors out there who are literally making like six-figure incomes off self-publishing on Amazon, which again, we're going to talk about the process in a little bit later in this episode. But especially when I started looking into it, you stumble across all of these niches and different authors that you never heard of because you're not going to go down to Paper Plus or Whip Calls or whatever bookstore you have in your country. You're not going to stumble across their book there. It's because they're listed on platforms like Amazon, which is really big for self-published authors. And one of the funniest one was the like female romance novelist who were writing like steamy romance novels and just making absolute bank selling these and selling like hundreds of thousands of copies of their books. I was like, wow wow, this is like a cool new world to discover. So in that sense, it can be uh, financially a great move. But for me, it was about more than that. I wanted to own the book. I wanted to have the control, the creative control. I wanted to be able to publish when I wanted to publish. I know when you go through a publishing house, it can slow the process down. Like they get to choose when your book is published. If they have another book in another similar genre, they can hold your book back and all those sorts of things are out of your control. And I also know just from observing other authors, like it's a slow process. (laughs) And those that know me or know me well, when it comes to business, I like to get the ball moving. I'm very proactive, I'm very ambitious and I don't like to wait on other people for permission. I like to just go ahead and do things my way. Maybe that's a bit of a weakness, but it's also one of my strengths, I would say. I think if you're in the stage of writing a book and you're not sure if you want to go down self-publishing or sign with a publishing house, there's definitely a lot of other podcast episodes um, that talk about this. There are people who have experience doing both and they can give you their thoughts versus I've only done the one route of self-publishing. So I can't really give it like a fair analysis of in terms of which one is better, but I do... I am really happy with my self-publishing route. I think if I tried to pitch to a publishing house, I don't know if I have the audience uh, or like, you know, the celebrity status or that strong of an idea for someone to have taken a chance on me um, at a publishing house. I also really like with the fact that with self-publishing, I make up to or around 70, 60 to 70% of every sale of my book minus the publishing costs. If it is say like the, the paperback, if someone buys that, the publishing costs obviously go to Amazon and then there is a 60-40 split of the profits. So 40% goes to Amazon, 60% goes to me. And that is a really hefty percentage. If you were looking at going through the traditional publishing houses, uh, you would be probably looking at like a 20 to 30% cut of your profits. When you self-publish, you're probably more likely to go through the print-on-demand route, which essentially means for those curious, I have had people ask me this actually, the people think I have like a basement full of books or something that I've had printed. But my structure is every time someone places an order, the book gets printed and dispatched by Amazon. So I don't have to handle any of that. 
I don't have to cough up a lot of money up front to order and pay for the printing of my book, which makes it really financially accessible, I think, to anyone to be able to go down this track. Versus if you go through a publishing house, what they'll do is they'll pay you in advance. So once your book proposal gets approved and they, you know, get you on that contract and they want to publish your book or your book, I should say, you're going to get paid a lump sum in advance. Right before you've actually written and published the book, you're going to get paid in advance. And then to start making money off your book, you basically need to work off that advance, like that advance payment, you need to tell, like chip away with that with your sales. And then that's when you can kind of like unlock the potential of getting like more of a monthly income from your book. So again, if you're going to be able to sell lots of copies, you know, that could be a good route. If you are someone who has a bit more of a following, who is a little bit more of a celeb, you're someone who can negotiate a higher book advance. I did have that fantasy after like publishing my first book being like oh it would be really nice to like actually have the help of a professional like publishing house and then I was like maybe it would be really cool if someone just paid me like $80,000 to go write a book like that's that's kind of like that fantasy or dream of being a writer just getting paid a lump of money and going like sitting in the woods and, and, and writing a book I, I love the idea of that but there's definitely pros and cons to both and we're going to kind of unpack those as we go through some of my other tips and steps but for those who are looking to write a book like that's a bit of context for me all of the tips that I'm going to share with you today do come from more of a self-publishing standpoint because that is how I did it so diving into tip number two it's all about coming up with the big idea and this is a really important step. And this is where I actually made the decision to hire some help. I brought in a book coach who gave me this really amazing like booklet or workbook to go through to really workshop my idea. And then I had a Zoom call with her and she gave me feedback and we were able to really bounce around ideas because I realized that if I didn't come up with a good solid idea, a good structure, a good title, then everything else that I wrote was honestly going to be crap, right? <laughs> if you don't put the effort into laying the right foundations, the rest of your work is going to be wasted. So for me, I spent probably as much time as I did writing the whole book as I did just planning, you know, coming up with the title, coming up with, you know, the big idea, what, what people are going to take away from this book, what was going to be the key teaching moments, what was the reason behind the book as well. And I think that's also something that's really important to think about because your passion and the purpose behind your book is what's going to keep you writing. I get a lot of people asking like, how did you stay motivated to keep writing your book? Like what happens when you get writer's block? And honestly, it is the big idea. It's the passion. It's the reason behind your book that will keep you going. If you don't have a powerful why, you're going to get stuck in writer's block and you're going to have nothing to pull you out of there. I'm going to get to some tips around writing and staying accountable shortly, but I think people expect again some magic answer like oh how do you write like how do you actually do the writing Alan and how do you keep doing that for a long period of time and get up to that word count but a big part of it for me also comes or will always come back to that big idea and I'm going to link to a previous podcast episode that I did when I first released my book back in January and this actually goes through the journey of me coming up with that idea the reasoning the why the title and 
kind of like the triggers and why I wanted to write my book. And that goes into a lot more depth, but for this episode, I don't really want to talk about my book. I just want to talk about like the journey of writing and my tips as a whole. So if you want to learn more about the book and that process, I will link that episode down below. I think it's literally just called I Published a Book or I Wrote a Book. It's the very first episode. And that has a lot more detail in there. But for the sake of keeping this episode on track, we're going to keep going through these seven steps. So my next step after coming up with your big idea is actually like a little bit different, um, maybe a bit back to front to some people. But my third step is to think about your marketing. Now, this is very early on to think about your marketing. And this is definitely me coming from a background in marketing. It's of course going to be something that I think about quite early on. But I think there is this kind of fantasy dream world about the book publishing industry that it can be really easy. Like all you have to do is write a good book and put it out there and it will sell. And that's not the reality. It's hard to market a book. And that's what I found. It's been just as hard to sell a $20 book or a $12 book as it is to sell a $1,200 course. And I like to remind people of that because often people think that if they just put something, an affordable offer out there, a cheaper offer, people will immediately buy it because it's cheap. And that is not the case. And I think it's important while you're in this writing process to also think about the marketing. So for me, that meant I was very intentional with the topics I was writing about and thinking about how that could translate into my wider marketing. Thinking about how the title and the book cover and all of those things would look on social media as well. And again, I talked a little bit about this in my previous episode, but even when you're in the writing process, I think this is so underutilized by authors, you should be documenting that. Like I want to see Instagram stories of you writing. I want to see you like releasing sneak peeks and getting feedback from your audience. I want to see a reel when it comes to publishing day that has snapshots from the last year of you writing. That is like such a gap where I think so many authors are kind of missing out on and social media is obviously a great place to do that and I'm totally biased because I'm a social media strategist but definitely something to start thinking about early on in your book writing journey. Step number four, once we have the big idea and what we want to write about, it's time to get into the finer details, writing your plan and writing your chapter outline and something that my book coach actually got me to do was writing the back cover copy. And I struggled with this at first because I was like, what do you mean I'm going to write like the back cover or the description of my book when I haven't actually written yet yet? But what this did for me was it really helped me focus on the short kind of message. Like what is the, the bigger takeaway from this book? Like how, what are people going to learn in a short, succinct kind of couple of paragraphs and it helps give me a lot of clarity on the message and then from there I could go down and, and break it into the bigger chapters from that couple of paragraphs I had kind of my launch pad and it was interesting when I started writing the back cover copy I was struggled with it initially but then it just kind of started to flow and that was one of the things that my coach said to me like obviously it was a little bit messy we needed to tidy it up but she could see the passion and excitement and that is so key when you're writing a book and writing that back cover copy really early on can be again the little motivator that you can come back to when you do have writer's block come look at that back cover copy that you wrote in the early days and be like yes this is what I'm doing this is the focus this is the goal let's get back into it 
In terms of a chapter outline, I would say mine changed a lot in the journey, but it was really good having that initial plan and structure. My book, I think, has 12 or 13 chapters, in it, I believe, and originally it had around 15 or 16, and as I was writing, I realized some of the chapters were a bit repetitive and I could join them together, rather, and then there was like one chapter that I was like, I just don't think this is relevant enough, so I dropped that entirely, and I was still able to like meet my my word count goal. That's another thing you can introduce at this time. I decided I wanted my book to be around 20,000 words because I didn't want it to be too long. I wanted it to be something that was actually quite easy to read, that in theory someone could read in one day or, you know, on a plane journey, something like that. I didn't want it to be, I don't know, like this great big novel. <laughs> that wasn't the goal. So what I did once I had my chapter outline and my word count was I divided up the number of words that I needed to hit for each chapter. Each chapter was um, a part of a section. So my book has four sections and then chapters within those sections. So each section also had an introduction so I could work out the word count of that. Um, so those were like a couple of paragraphs. Then I had the actual introduction of my book. Then I had the conclusion. So it was splitting up the word count across all of those different parts of the book to make sure I had a really clear goal and make sure I was on track, right? Because you don't want to write like say five chapters, half your book and then realize you're actually only a third of a way to your word count and you're like oh no I have to go back and like rewrite these chapters because they're not long enough so having that structure is really really key before you dive in and start writing flesh out your big idea write out that outline Think about what your back cover copy is, your overall message. Do all of these little baby steps before you just start writing because you want to have those foundations in place. Again, I've said that before in this episode, but I cannot stress how important it is. Step number five to writing your book is, I guess, the writing part, <laughs> the guts of it. How do we actually get to that 20,000 words? So once you've got your, your outline and you know the direction that you're going to go, you do need to give yourself a deadline to work towards. And this is like anything that you were doing when you're self-employed you know it is hard when you don't have someone breathing down your neck being like hey I need this this is this is the date that I need it like it's all self-managed so you do have to have a little bit of discipline and be like okay I'm gonna have this much finished of my book by this month and definitely personalize this to work with your time schedule with your uh, calendar how busy you are you know for me I still had to make sure my agency was running my clients were being looked after I still had to make sure uh, that I was selling my courses and you know the business was making money I didn't just go into hibernation writing a book so for me a structure that worked really well is I started scheduling Monday mornings or sometimes towards like the latter half of writing it was like the whole of Mondays as book days and that was when I would fully focus on my book I wouldn't take any meetings with clients and I kind of liked it being on a Monday because with the time zones in New Zealand my Monday is actually Sunday in the US so for a lot of my overseas clients they weren't actually emailing me on a Monday and they weren't actually asking for meetings on a Monday so I definitely used the time zones to my advantage uh, sometimes I feel like it's changed recently like 
recently my Mondays have been really busy, but I feel like last year my Mondays were the quietest days of the week. So I blocked that out and I gave myself that real like accountability to be like, no, this is book writing day. We're not doing anything else. And I treated it like I'd treat a client project. I talk about this a lot on the podcast. If you want to grow your own business as a freelancer, as a service-based entrepreneur, you have to think about your business as your number one client, because it's really easy to get sucked into your client work and all of that stuff that you know you see as a direct you know contract or a direct thing that makes you money you have to think about the longevity and those other projects that you do for yourself and your business and prioritize that so for me that was my book last year having set times in the week will really give you a routine with your writing and something that helped for me with my writer's block is I did not write the book like chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. I didn't write in an order. I bounced around all over the place. <laughs> and sometimes when I wasn't feeling the writing that day, my chapter would just be a bullet point list. Like I would go through and start collecting up my research, which studies I want to reference, which uh, female entrepreneurs I wanted to highlight and which chapter they would go in. And it was just a very uh, kind of <laughs> word vomity kind of list of what needed to go in that chapter if I didn't feel in the zone to be writing that day. And that does happen. Like when you're writing a book, you're gonna have days when you're unmotivated. The other thing I did was because I was writing it out of order, I really leaned into what I was excited to talk about or write about on that day. And this did mean towards the end of writing my book, I had like the last three chapters, which were topics that I just weren't interested in. <laughs> I talked about this at one of my book events. Um, I had a little book event here in Auckland. We went to the, the Sugar Club at the Sky Tower and we chatted all about business and we had drinks it was really fun and I'm hoping to do a few more of these by the way um, if you're watching this or listening to this episode I should say when it comes out um, I am hoping to do one May 1st in Christchurch so if you want to be involved with that definitely send me a DM and I would also love to do one when I'm in London in May or June so again please send me a message if you are keen to come along to that they're just really chill evenings where I just get together with like five or eight other women and we sort of chat about our experiences what we're doing whether you're starting a business thinking about starting one or you're an entrepreneur and just coming to like chill and have some really good chat about being a woman in business and you get a copy of the book and a drink and all of that fun stuff. It was at my Auckland event when I, when I discussed how like I got to the end of the writing process and I had three chapters left and I was like I don't want to write these because I'd written all of my favorite chapters beforehand and one of the ones that I really struggled with was one of the last chapters on um, routines and habits because as much as like I talk about how important they are it's not like my zone of genius like creating strong habits isn't something like I think I'm lucky in that it become it comes relatively naturally to me but it's not something that I really love reading about like I tried to read that book Atomic Habits that everyone just raves about and it's a bestseller and people love it I read two chapters and I was so bored I was like I really don't care <laughs> and so for me writing a chapter on habits even though I knew it was important and I knew for a lot of people it doesn't come as naturally as it does to me uh, it was just not as thrilling for me to write so that is one downside if you jump around your chapter and just write the ones that you want to, you're eventually going to get to the end where you're like, I need to finish my book and I'm not motivated to write this chapter. But in those sort of situations, you just have to power through. Again, come back to your big idea, your vision, your purpose. Why are you writing your, this book? And use that to motivate yourself. Give yourself incentives, mini deadlines. Um, I can't remember 
if I bought myself something when I finished writing my book, I, I do that a lot. I'm literally like a child. Like I bribe myself with like shopping or spa days or chocolate <laughs> to finish projects sometimes. If you're curious about the timeline, again, I did talk about this in my previous podcast episode on the book, so I won't talk too much about it. But overall, I say I spent about a year like workshopping, drafting, writing the book. It was probably about like six months of just like thinking and researching and planning and then six months of actually writing. I did have a couple of breaks there. I remember in October, I took the month off because I was doing a course on evergreen funnels and I was really trying to grow my courses. So I wanted to dedicate my time to that. And I didn't really write anything in October. And then it got to like November 1st and I was like, cool, well, I wanted to publish my book in December. So we need to get a jiggle on and get this done. And I did end up finishing writing by December, but the process of designing the book cover and formatting the book took a bit longer. So I extended the release date out to January. This brings me very nicely to step number six, which is designing the book cover and formatting your book. This was the most challenging for me because it was so out of my comfort zone. Um, not necessarily the book cover, like I actually hired my sister to do that. If you are someone who wants a designer, I'd be happy to give you my sister's uh, contact details. But if you just love the book cover and you've seen it and be like, oh my God, who did this? It was literally my sister, which I love. So we had little like workshop meetings. She did about like five different drafts variations then we picked the final two from there and she did a couple few a uh, couple more color options for me and different fonts and then we narrowed it down to the final one and she just did all the final round of like tweaking and all of the designy vector technical things and then I decided to format the book myself I purchased a InDesign template off Etsy and Etsy has some great templates by the way for book covers interior formatting and I think it only cost me like 40 or 50 dollars it wasn't very expensive and it helped a lot, but it was a massive learning curve. I watched a lot of YouTube videos. There were a lot of things that confused me. And then it turned out once I finished formatting the book, the way that I'd formatted it was a bit scrappy. <laughs> And I'd kind of just winged it. And then it turned out it didn't convert into a uh, Kindle format very easily because of the certain things that I just sort of figured out as I went and just slapped together. So that also delayed the release of my Kindle version. I actually ended up releasing that like a month or a month and a half after the, the paperback because I had to redo all of the formatting and it was a bit of a pain. And that's a situation where I was definitely like, I wish I had a publisher. I wish I had someone that did this for me and entirely took it out of my hands and again that is an advantage of having going down that publishing route uh, working with a publishing house they will have their own in-house designers you don't have to stress about that you really just focus on the writing itself but that's actually one thing I didn't mention when it came to the self-publishing versus a publishing house uh, one important thing to note is if you go and you sign a deal with a publishing house they're not entirely going to take care of your marketing like they definitely help with your PR. I know someone in New Zealand who said they went with a publisher and they managed to get them on some really major like news networks and outlets here in New Zealand. But as a whole, what I've heard from a lot of authors is they have to pay their own way on their book tours, unless again, you're a celebrity. <laughs> um, but I know Girls That Invest, a great other podcast um, for so, from some New Zealand based girls as well. They wrote a book and they actually revealed in a recent episode that they spent 
spent quite a lot of money doing their own book tour, which I didn't expect. I thought they would have um, had a publisher who paid for that. So that was really interesting. And that is the common thing that comes out of a lot of authors. Like they pay their own book tours, they do their own pitching, like they send out their media releases and they have to do a lot more. If they really want their book to be successful, they can't just rely on the basic PR and publicity that their publishing house does. So that is something to think about. I always assumed that if you had a publisher, they would do all the work for you and it would be really easy in that sense. And when it comes to your marketing, it's not necessarily like that. And again, like I talked about in step number three, you need to be utilizing your own social media as well. And a publishing house isn't gonna do that for you. Like you need to be shooting your reels you need to be doing your stories you need to be engaging with the community answering questions doing live q a's all of that stuff my final step that i guess i wanted to tick off today once you've written your book you've got your cover you've formatted it is obviously like getting it out there and this is where i really wanted to talk a little bit about the amazon self-publishing or the print on demand process i'm not sponsored by amazon i wish i was i just find it really interesting so it was a little bit of a process um a little bit of a process is actually an understatement it was a huge process having to upload it and i had many many breakdowns i was very burnt out when it came to finally publishing my book and a lot of things went wrong. My number one advice is upload your book early. It actually is a bit of a process getting it approved on Amazon. It gets approved by like manual humans. Um, my book cover design got rejected because the text was too close to the edge. All sorts of little things like that. Um, I submitted it on a Friday and then they only process it on working days and blah, blah, blah. All sorts of these little things came up. So if you're going to use Amazon for self-publishing, definitely be more organized than I was. But for those curious, there is no fee to list your book on Amazon. Um, you can do it from anywhere in the world. I'm from New Zealand and I'm able to have my book listed in the US market and the UK market. Um, people in Germany and Switzerland, all over the world have been able to buy it. And I chose Amazon because I, it does have that worldwide reach. And I know even though I have a small audience online with my podcast and my Instagram, my TikTok or whatever, I do know from my analytics that people are all over the place. <laughs> so I wanted something that I could publish my book on a platform where wherever you were in the world, you could get access to it. And I think Amazon is a very commonly used website um, and they do have printing facilities in all different parts of the world. So for example, from New Zealand, if I order my book, it gets printed in Australia and shipped to me, which some people who ordered it, it took a little while. Other people, like I know my aunt, and a friend got it in like literally three days. I know my contractor and my friend Fleur who ordered her copy, she also did my proofreading. I didn't mention that, but having a proofreader is also really helpful. I just used um, friends and people I knew. Um, but she ordered hers and she lives in London and it literally arrived in like 24 hours, like printed, shipped, delivered. It's an incredible service. And I just love that you can put it up there. You don't have to pay any fees. You only pay I guess you pay a fee when the book gets printed but you don't feel like you have to pay anything because it just comes out of your cut like it's like when you get your paycheck from your job at the end of the day and they take the tax out <laughs> that's kind of how I imagine it the one uh, difficult thing being based in New Zealand is it is kind of difficult to get paid by Amazon and I feel like no one talks about this <laughs> because it's easier if you're in the US or UK but I can imagine it's the same with quite a few other countries outside of there and essentially to get paid the only 
only way to get paid is an international bank transfer. And to do that, they have you, you have to hit a certain limit. So they have a limit of, I think it's a hundred USD that you have to make in the month to then get your payout. The other thing to note with payouts, and this is like globally, so US and UK included, is it is a slow process. So I have received one payment or one payout for my book sales so far. And that came in just at the end of last month. So it essentially takes two months before you get a payment. So I got paid for my January and February sales at like the end of March. So it is a long process. You're not gonna get paid straight away if you do have bills. Again, this is me coming back to the whole thing. Like if you wanna get into publishing, I really don't think it's for the money. But for me, it is like a greater life goal. I always wanted to write a book. And it's also for me, about the wider or the bigger picture for my business, the authority that a book gives you, the doors that it opens. You know, for me, I'm really wanting to get into speaking gigs and more coaching and having a book really does show people my capability and it helps open those doors. So bigger picture for me is not all about the money, but if you would like to buy a copy of my book, it's a really amazing way to support me and my business. So I'm gonna link a copy down below as well, or link the link to buy on Amazon is down below, as well as that previous episode where I talk more about the book topic, why I wrote it, and the writing process a little bit more in depth. But other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, and this gave you some interesting insights on writing and self-publishing a book, let me know if you enjoyed this. Send me a DM on Instagram. Happy to answer your questions if you have anything about Amazon more specifically. If you're trying to self-publish, let me know. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I will catch you in the next one.